Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. morning, my friends, and happy Tuesday. If my voice sounds a little funky today and over the next few days, don't worry. It's just allergies leading to a little bit of a scratchy throat. So I really appreciate you sticking with me through this as we continue on our journey through the book of Acts. Now, yesterday, we saw the transformative power of God's word as Philip was able to minister to this Ethiopian eunuch, an official, and that eunuch actually became a believer that very day and was baptized at that exact time. What a beautiful story. And today we are actually going to see the magnitude of God's work, and we're going to see it two times throughout this one story. So let's dive in today. We are in Acts chapter 9, verse 1, and I am reading from the ESV. But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, that is, followers of Jesus, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. So this Saul is the one who, looking back at Acts 8, approved of Stephen's execution. This Saul was ravaging the church, entering house after house, dragging off men and women, and committing them to prison. This Saul, who is currently looking for letters so that he can persecute Christians in Damascus, that he would have authorization to bring them back to Jerusalem, to bind them, arrest them, and carry them out of their home. Now, as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he, Saul, said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Isn't this incredible? God is reaching out to a chief persecutor, a chief enemy of his early followers, showing him grace. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. He was blind. So they led him by hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. This is not the same Ananias that we heard about previously in Acts, but a completely new person altogether. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. 
And he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight. And at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying. And he has seen a vision of a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him, so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. So Ananias is presented with this calling to go to Saul. And Ananias says, Lord, I've heard of this guy. This guy is bad news. He's dangerous. He has authority to drag me to Jerusalem. And you're calling me to go to him? But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house. So already here, we see God working strength and boldness and courage in Ananias. This has got to be a scary task. Ananias knows that this man Saul has authority to arrest him and take him to Jerusalem for who knows what consequence. And yet he goes. So Ananias departed and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So not only does Ananias go to Saul, but he embraces him. He calls him Brother Saul, this man who has arrested many people, many other followers of Christ who approved of Stephen's killing, who has done all of these vile, detestable, evil acts. And yet, Ananias, his heart is ready to accept him, calling him Brother Saul. God worked an amazing transformation in Ananias' heart to love Saul, even when Saul seemed unlovable, to go to him, even when there was risk. Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized, and taking food, he was strengthened. So two incredible transformations. The more obvious transformation of Saul, the persecutor, that God worked in his heart, reached out to him in grace, drew him to this home waiting for Ananias, and then we see Saul was baptized. He had faith. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. What incredible grace. Instead of striking him down, God called him 
in. And in the same way, Ananias, it would have been so easy to hide away in fear or even to hide away in bitterness, being angry at Saul for all the things he did. But instead, God worked transformation in his heart. Thinking of someone in your own life who has wronged you, think about how big that was or would be to forgive them and embrace them. And that is the kind of transformation that God worked in Ananias. So remember that God's word is not only transformative, but look to these two examples of how big, how great, how powerful God's word, his Holy Spirit, his work can be as he transforms our lives and our hearts. And I will see you tomorrow morning. Thanks for tuning in today. For more information, visit hesedheart.com.